Hi there, this is Dr. John Day, and you're listening to The Longevity Plan. This is podcast number 242. Is there a sugar cancer link? If you follow the news, you undoubtedly saw the headlines this past week, Sugar Causes Cancer. In this podcast, I'm going to discuss the possible, I want to underline that, possible sugar cancer link and share my struggles with sugar. The latest sugar cancer study. This past week, Belgian researchers published their latest findings on the sugar cancer link. In a press release, one of the authors of the study, Dr. Johan Thevelin, even went so far as to make the bold statement in a press release. And this is what he said. He said, Our research reveals how the hyperactive sugar consumption of cancer cells leads to a vicious cycle of continued stimulation of cancer development and growth. Thus, it is able to explain the correlation between the strength of the Warburg effect and tumor aggressiveness. This link between sugar and cancer has sweeping consequences. What Dr. Thevelin is saying here is that their study shows that sugar feeds cancer cells. Almost the second this research was published, the media ran wild with this story. What the media didn't tell you about the study. While sugar feeds cancer cells makes for a great media story, the real finding of the study aren't that exciting. First of all, the study wasn't even done in humans, but instead examined yeast cells. Those are yeast cells growing in a laboratory petri dish. What this study did show is that sugar at high concentrations in a laboratory environment can activate a gene called RAS, that's R-A-S, in yeast. And once this RAS gene in yeast is turned on, cancer cells start growing fast. This study says absolutely nothing about human cancer. You just can't give dietary advice based on what yeast cancer cells do in a Petri dish. So the real question is, does sugar feed cancer cells? While cancer cells love glucose, scientists still don't know if dietary sugar feeds cancer cells. It is for this reason that for the last 80 years, cancer specialists have been debating the Warburg effect. Now, you may be saying, what is the Warburg effect? Well, the Warburg effect was named after Nobel Prize winning German biochemist, Dr. Otto Warburg. More than 80 years ago, Dr. Warburg observed that cancer cells must consume glucose to survive. What remains unknown is whether cancer requires sugar from the diet or whether cancer can just make its own sugar to keep growing and spreading. So is there a sugar cancer link? While a direct sugar cancer link remains unproven, sugar may increase your risk of cancer indirectly. For example, sugar and obesity go hand in hand. And countless studies show that obesity is a significant risk factor for cancer. Another possible sugar cancer link comes from insulin. When glucose levels in the blood are high, insulin is released. High insulin levels can in turn trigger insulin-like growth factor, or IGF-1. IGF-1 is a very known potent cancer stimulant. Indeed, there is actually a rare group of people living in Ecuador who have an unusual mutation which doesn't allow their bodies to make IGF-1. And because they're Bodies can't make IGF-1. To this day, cancer isn't known to exist in this group of people who can't make IGF-1. My struggles with sugar. 
Long before this study ever hit the media, I have struggled with sugar. In fact, I had such a sweet tooth that I had collected more than 20 dental fillings and two crowns in my mouth by age 18. This is definitely not something that I'm proud of. The ironic thing is that our studies of the centenarians living in China's longevity village showed that most centenarians still had all of their teeth at age 100, despite not ever brushing, flossing, or drinking fluoridated water. This finding alone hammered home to me that the human body was simply not designed to eat so much sugar. In addition to a lifetime of extensive dental work, sugar also caused me to be overweight through most of my adult life. The reason for this is because I have found that even the slightest amount of sugar revs up my appetite. Indeed, through careful tracking, I have found that if I consume zero sugar, and that also includes no flour, when flour is really just sugar, I need about 2,500 calories to feel full. In contrast, even eating just a few grams of added sugar, hidden sugar somewhere, or having something with flour in it, I need approximately 3,000 calories to feel full. Sugar, to moderate or abstain. I am not a moderator. For me, I either eat the entire bag of cookies or I don't eat any at all. Once I've had a taste of sugar or something with flour, I obsess about it until it is 100% consumed and then I can focus on something else. Thus, the only way for me to maintain a healthy weight is to abstain from all sugar and all flour. While I would love to say that I'm a 100% abstainer, that is just not the case. Sometimes my willpower is overcome by temptations, and sadly, living in this modern environment, particularly in the U.S., I'm surrounded by temptations every single day. The key for me has been to eliminate the temptations the best I can. When sugar or foods are with flour are not around me, I find that I don't even think about them. One of the health secrets of our book, The Longevity Plan, is not to face temptations. These people living in China's longevity village didn't have to face the temptations that we face every day because they were geographically isolated. And I mean, they were really isolated. They were cut off from the rest of China, from the rest of the world. They never struggled with food temptations. They were abstainers without ever having to use or exert any willpower at all. In contrast, some people possess the gift of being able to eat in moderation. I wish I was one of those people. And while many people claim to be moderators, in my experience of working with thousands of patients, really very few can actually do so. But if you are a moderator, count it as a blessing, count it as a gift. My wife is one of those people. Practical tips. The latest study trying to make a sugar cancer link didn't prove anything new. Dr. Warburg taught us more than 80 years ago that cancer loves sugar in any form. Regardless of your personal views views on sugar, the 150 pounds of it that the typical American eats each year is just too much for optimal health, and kids are even worse. The average kid eats 250 pounds of sugar. Either you should consider moderating sugar by keeping it under the 25 grams daily that the World Health Organization recommends, or abstain entirely. Personally, I lack the willpower to moderate sugar and foods like flour that behave like sugar in the body. Because I know I will slip if I go somewhere slippery, my, my policy is just to try to avoid the slippery places in life. Are you a moderator or an abstainer when it comes to sugar and flour? I'd love to hear from you. Go onto my website, drjohnday.com, find blog number 242, scroll to the bottom, post your comments, post your questions, and I'll do my best to answer them. 
If you enjoyed this, please leave us a review on iTunes. Tell a friend. And if you really enjoyed it, sign up for our free weekly newsletter or buy the book, The Longevity Plan. You'll be glad that you did. Um, And until next time, keep living better. Thank you for listening to the Dr. John Day Show. Now is the time for you to live better. Go to drjohnday.com to sign up for Dr. Day's newsletter, daily success tools, and more. It's never too late to change.